Bonjour, everyone. Glad you could make it, joked the tour director. So now that you're all here, what do you think we should do? Hi, this is Brother Nicholas Romeo, and you're listening to The Friable Friar, a limited series from the Franciscan Friars Conventual, focused on the critical Catholic question of vocational discernment. In this fourth episode, we begin dissecting how we seek and will the good for others. 27 hours after our originally scheduled touchdown, we finally pulled into gate at Charles de Gaulle Airport. I've never ejected myself from a plane so quickly in my life. I could have almost kissed the ground in the terminal as my flying fiasco mercifully came to an end. But I didn't have time, since I still needed to shepherd the boys through. The airport was busy and dirty. Imposing men dressed in fatigues and armed with automatic rifles were stationed at short distances throughout the edifice. The smell of good coffee and bad deodorant mingled with the building's recycled air. Large windows previewed a piercing daylight I hadn't seen since landing in Philadelphia. As for the boys and me, second wind we'd found of the sensation of takeoff in Germany continued to blow steady. After collecting bags and clearing customs and immigration, we were met outside by the tour guide, who escorted us hurriedly to a nearby van. We made brief introductions and crushed into the space, maneuvering our bodies between our luggage and the impressive pile of snack bags, pastries, and large bottles we'd collected since getting off the plane. We were uncomfortably close, but at least we were finally getting somewhere. Once out of the airport and onto the highway, the tour guide turned around toward us from the front passenger seat. He was a young and slender Frenchman. His stubble beard and tight fade were paired with skinny black denim, white graphic tee, and gray loafers. He rattled off some basic details of where exactly we were and attempted some jokes about our late arrival to show he was on our side. Then he locked eyes on me and asked, so what do you think we should do? in a way that made it immediately clear he anticipated a well-considered response. I stared back, an impossibly dumb expression I'm sure marking my countenance. Uh, like, what are the options? He explained that our group, the second half of which was still mid-flight on its way to Paris, was combining with another school group from Michigan. The Michiganders had arrived on time and were following the established tour itinerary. There were, therefore, lots of different options as to how the rest of the day could proceed. Options he rattled off as though he'd been rehearsing for this moment. We could get something to eat, we could go sleep at the hotel, we could drop our bags at the hotel and try to do some of the things we missed the day before, we could do a driving tour of the city while we waited for the rest of our group to arrive, we could make our way to meet up with the Michigan people, we could suggest something that wasn't supposed to be part of the itinerary, we could do any combination of these things. I looked around at the boys. Some were forehead deep in their snacks, others lost in their music, others trying to figure out the international data plans their parents had bought them. It was clear that not one of them had paid attention to anything that had transpired since we got on the bus. They'd abandoned me, the traitors. I looked back toward the tour guide and replied indecisively, Surprise me? 
Seeking and willing the good sounds like a noble quest. It's a chaotic pursuit of our baptismal calling. And sometimes, like when our niece runs into the street or an old lady needs help crossing it, that quest is simple for its obviousness. More often, however, the good we are to seek and will is less than self-evident. Murky can be the distinctions between a multiplicity of goods before us. Sometimes the distinction between good and evil isn't even all that clear. How to proceed? How to seek and will the good when I can't figure out exactly what the good is? This gives us the first smaller question that needs to be asked in our discernment of the style of life in which we'll best be able to love. What is the good that needs to be done? On that bus from the airport, I drew a blank. I had no idea which option would be best in the life of the group at that moment. With no prior experience from which to draw, I turned to the only source I had, the tour director himself. In our pursuit of individual holiness, we are similarly without experience. We've never done this before. When making decisions about how to live out that pursuit, then, we need some sources outside of ourselves. Fortunately, the two-millennia tradition of the church offers us ample sources toward which to turn when discerning our vocation. Let's take a brief look at three of these sources, three big S's for discernment. Scripture is usually a good place to start, filled as it is with myriad stories of people figuring out their path of love. There are the more well-known call stories throughout the Bible— of Abram, of Moses, of Samuel and David, of the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah, of Mary and Joseph. But the canon features any number of additional examples, some popular and oft depicted, others lesser known. And that still doesn't bring into consideration all the other places in which scripture helps us discern the good that is to be done. That's why an intimate knowledge of the scriptures is so important and is an indispensable foundation of any process of vocational discernment. The Bible's a library. If we want to make good use of its resources, we need to know the library. So, study scripture, but not just on your own. We're not Protestants, after all. Take or audit a class. Join a Bible study group. Participate in Lexio Divina at your local parish. Read a great commentary. Come to know the Bible the way you know your favorite Netflix series. Saints of the Church are another powerful source for determining the good. The ancient concept of apprenticeship is alive and well in Catholicism. If you're striving toward a life of holiness, you don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel. Learn about the men and women of profound faith who came before us, Basically, if you're looking to be holy, the saints offer a crap ton of examples of folks who've already been really successful at the whole holiness thing. Read the lives of the saints, or watch some films about them that have some decent production value. Admittedly harder to find than a book. Sacraments are the last and most awesome, in the true sense of that word, big S of Christian discernment. Participating in the celebration of the sacramental life of the Church, in particular the Eucharist and Reconciliation, is a time-tested opportunity for us to clarify the identity and nature of the good. So go to confession. Go to Mass. Go to Mass every week, and if your schedule allows during the week as well. 
The sacraments teach us to love by leading us into a deeper encounter with he who is love itself. So the first step in growing in love, and thus holiness, is figuring out the good that needs to be done. And we're not left to figure that out on our own. Our Catholic tradition offers us ample resources toward which we can turn. We've looked at just three of these. There are tons more. You should check them out. I mean, you have to do at least some of this work on your own. Once we decipher the good that needs to get done, how do we know if we're able to will it into existence? 